0: everyone, thanks for tuning in to the newest episode of Hoth Topic. I'm your host Chris, otherwise known as Darth Dad, on the parent show of Sarlacc Digest. So, uh, thanks for jumping back in here guys. I know I've been gone for a while from both this show and the Sarlacc show, and I apologize for that, for everybody that does listen and, and wants to hear a little bit on uh, my take on Star Wars. I uh, I'm going to let you in behind the curtain a little bit here. I, and I do this sometimes with you guys to let you know personal stuff or just kind of where I'm at with things you know, like brag about the kids or do whatever um, on this part, it's a little bit of a downer but we'll get right through it I, I, uh, the last 10 months or so I, I've suffered a great deal from anxiety and depression and sometimes it's really hard to get myself to do something especially something as important to me as Hot uh, Topic or Sarlacc Whereas when I do it, I want to do it with a full uh, amount of energy and passion that I can bring out, right? And sometimes going through a, a work day with traveling and driving back and forth I, and, and fighting to keep that regular face on, the not depressed, not anxiety-ridden face is a, is a wear on me. So sometimes I, I just, after work or after a drive, I, I can't get that energy and that passion enough for me to feel like I do a good job uh, on the show or on either show, to be honest with you, that's why I missed Sarlacc last time. Um, I originally told them it was going to be because work was late, and I did work late. But I, I could have snuck in there after the beginning. It was just one of those days where my energy and passion levels were really, really fucking low, and, and I got to fight that. And I know, you know, I'm not alone in that. I know plenty of you guys that listen. Uh, I'm sure have the same of problem, and probably really get what I'm, I'm saying here you know, as much as I love this stuff and much as it's an escape, sometimes life is, you know, stops you from doing those things, I'm, I'm fighting that, but as you can tell, I'm back, so fuck it, right, and I'm trying it different today, I don't know if you can hear the background noise or why I sound different today, maybe I'm in an echo, I don't know, but I'll tell you right now, I'm actually uh, recording this show from my fucking car, I figure I have an hour and a half commute, let's see what I can do, uh, I don't think this show, this episode will be an hour and a half, but fuck it, man, let's kill some time, and if this works, and if it sounds okay on the recording, hell, you guys are in for it. Because then I'm gonna start just doing Chris's fucking car thoughts, and I'll just start blabbing all the time and throwing out quick ten-minute episodes left and right all over the fucking place, just because I can. Damn it! All right, so now I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I'm sure there's a bunch of news out there, uh, but the first thing I want to do is I, you know, how I like to do character dives and kind of talk about, you know, shit and how people see it and how I perceive stuff and and why things are an an issue for uh, some people when they don't really get it. So one of those things I see a lot, and and these memes are kind of what get me, because you know people make memes just to get clicks, right? Like most of the time they're not even fucking serious. They want to be edgy, and they they put something out there to get likes or clicks or followers or whatever the fuck. Uh, One of those is the Luke Vader and Luke Ben meme where you see, oh worst man in the galaxy, responsible for gentricide, kills millions of people, but there's good in him, I can save him, versus, oh, there's a little bit of evil in this kid, let me kill him in his sleep. Right? You've seen that meme right there, and I think, again, we get to that problem of people can't see beyond their own fucking nose. Uh, The issue isn't that Ben just had a little bit of evil in him, let's kill him in his sleep. The issue is not that Vader killed millions of people, let's not kill him. It's not that. They were completely different characters. They were raised differently. They have different bits of good in them, right? So what I'm going to do is kind of just compare the two, um, start with Vader, get into Ben, and you'll see kind of the differences in what would make Ben, I I think, a little more dangerous at that point and, and a little less redeemable than Vader slash Anakin, okay? So we know Anakin was born to Shmi, okay? Lived a life of a slave for his first 10 years, and he hated that part. He did have resentment towards that. But I don't think Anakin was raised poorly, especially the last few years, right? Um, Shmi loved him. Shmi took care of him. Uh, Even Watto, though Watto was his owner... You could see that there wasn't exactly hatred, um, any kind of ill will between the two of them. I think Watto was more like a, a, a close boss or a weird uncle type of thing that he had a relationship with. And I don't think that was completely horrible. Being a slave was obviously horrible, but that part wasn't. You know, Anakin grew up with friends. He had hobbies like making the pod racer and had pod raced. He builds a droid. He has things that keep him busy and he has good qualities right in the beginning as a kid, you know. And again, being raised by his mother with love was fantastic. When he has a chance to become a Jedi and he's had dreams that he's come back and freed the slaves and became a Jedi and all this stuff. When he has a chance, he's given a choice, he wasn't taken. He wasn't pushed out by his mom. He was flat out given a choice, you know, to come uh, to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and and become a Jedi to study and, and was told it wasn't an easy life and all this stuff. He was given fair warning on all this stuff by Qui-Gon, right? So, start with that piece, you know. He, he may have some anger in him, but he, he was raised right, so he knows right from wrong. All this stuff, he's, 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 he's there. Now he moves on and he gets older he falls in love or stays in love and, and finally gets the girl right um, he's in love with Padme even though he has to hide you know uh, from the Jedi on that he's been raised again by Obi-Wan and though he has he bickers with Obi-Wan once in a while like any father uh, son would or big brother younger brother any, any kind of relationship like that they're going to bicker but he's still raised by this guy basically that takes care of him loves him protects him he still has that going for him, so there's a lot of positives in Anakin's life, um, he's a huge hero, he's, he's famous in the galaxy, um, all sorts of things that are, are good in his life, he's gonna have uh, a baby, he's excited about that, um, lots of, lots of positive stuff, now, even when Anakin turned, okay, um, he turned because he didn't always trust the Jedi stuff. Not necessarily Obi-Wan, but the council. Because he thought he was kind of getting screwed over by them, and, and that happens to the best of everybody. Okay? Um, you know, what I'm saying basically is, ultimately, Anakin was good a, a lot of the time. And when he turned, it was because when he didn't trust the Jedi, he had somebody else in his ear kind of pushing him along a different way, saying he can help him out saying how much he trusted him so even Palpatine being a negative influence really behind the scenes was a positive loving influence in his life for most of it you know and then when he finally turned it wasn't because he was evil it wasn't because um necessarily he wanted to go rule the galaxy that's what it became later in episode three when he said my new empire but he really did it all for love for love of Padme you know he had swore he would never let anybody die again like he did his mom, you know, and now he was going to protect Padme, so he didn't want to see her die, too. Everything out of Anakin slash Vader was based out of love, okay? Now you look at Ben, and we don't have Ben's whole backstory yet, so don't... I mean, there's going to be plenty that comes out after episode nine, I know. But what we do know is a little bit from um, blood, the Bloodline book, a little bit in the, after, the Aftermath series, uh, the, the Last Shot... A solo Lando book. We do know enough about Ben's young childhood and a bit later on, say 20 some odd years later, um, they give us an idea of how his raising, how him being raised was. And I've talked about this a little bit, okay? And you know, I've talked about Luke's raising, being raised. So now you've got Ben, born into a famous family, okay? And we're not even talking Vader because he didn't even know, right? But he's born to Princess Leia. Okay, who's probably the most popular politician in the entire galaxy, hero of the Republic, you know, in the Galactic Civil War, all of these things. You know, a princess. He's royalty, basically. Right? He's, uh... He's, I mean, all intents and purposes, he's, he's a prince of Alderaan, if Alderaan existed. Okay? So he, he comes up already into a famous family. His dad is the famous war hero slash smuggler smash slash, uh, con artist Han Solo. Okay? I mean, again, another famous... His dad's famous. His uncle is fucking Luke Skywalker, the hero of the entire galaxy. Fuck just the Republic. The uh, entire galaxy worships Luke and it made him into this hero um, even though, you know, he's he had more kills than anybody else anywhere. Um, his his kill counts higher than anybody. Um, you know, that, that, that's his fucking uncle. You know, so he's gro- he grows up into this. Now... It wouldn't be all bad if all these great famous people were in his life the whole fucking time, right? But immediately we see, like in the Aftermath series and in Last Shot, you can't pry Leia away from politics. She's pulled in by Mon Mothma constantly. She's she If she wants a break, she can't get it, ever. Um, whether she's pregnant or just had the kid, she's always being pulled into galactic events. So he doesn't have his mom around for most of that and mind you even when he was in the womb she felt the darkness in Ben Uh, she mentioned it to Luke and Luke had told her that each you know everybody has a light and a dark you know that the brightest light casts the darkest shadow type of thing but that was Luke didn't know what the fuck he was talking about at that point right he was barely a a self-proclaimed Jedi knight slash master at that point but he's just telling her don't worry about it everybody has a light and a dark well, fuck. You know, she's feeling this. She probably knows more than anything. She should have a better instinct about her child, you would think, um, than even Luke knowing. So, she's... but she's Back to the point. She's pulled away a lot. She's not around. Han, we know, is in the uh, the racing circuit, running races, uh, racing himself, uh, doing a bit of uh, a... Sh- he's part of a shipping company. All this stuff. He has other endeavors going on. So... Han's not around a lot, and and that's mentioned all the time, even in, in uh, The Force Awakens. You know, that's why I always left, you know, because you didn't want to see me go. That that type of thing. They weren't together all the time. It, it was a very much an absentee father, and absentee mother. Then this famous uncle, you figure for most of his life, right, or at least the first half of his life, he doesn't even see him. He doesn't know anything about his uncle, besides he's famous, he's a Jedi, you know, all this stuff, and his mom's a Jedi, and how does all this work? Why are my why are my uh, mom and uncle Jedi? Why do they have the Force? Why do I have the Force? That type of thing. Why do I have these powers? Or this, this feeling inside me? Because um, he's not told about his entire lineage. You know, and he's got plenty of other people, and I think everybody else thinks, like, um, Chewie. Like, everybody, I, I've seen so many things about Ben and Chewie together, and how that would have been, and how hard that would have been on Chewie to see Ben kill Han. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been hard because number one, it was Han dying, no matter who killed him, Chewie would have had a hard time. Two, just knowing that it was Han's son that killed him. That that would be hard on Chewie. But it wasn't because Chewie was close with Ben himself, uh, because Chewie was on Kashyyyk um, after Aftermath, and that was mentioned all the way up into. Um, bloodline, which is 20 years later. It's not like Chewie went there for two years or a couple months or even ten years. He was gone for like 20 years. He was somebody that would like... I guess that would be the equivalent of us living on the other side of the world and seeing somebody every few years. You're going to know your family, but you're not super fucking close because you don't see each other all the time, right? So he knows Chewie exists. He sees him once in a while every couple Thanksgivings or life days or whatever the fuck. Okay, so... But they're not super close. Like, everybody wants to make that out. So he doesn't even have... He doesn't have Chewie who Han had forever, right? Uh, Lando. He calls him Uncle Lando, but how fucking often does Han see Lando? You know, they don't see each other that often. Um, He's busy doing his own thing. But basically, Ben is left without a close, tight-knit family, which Anakin had all the time, whether it was his mom and Watto or uh, Obi-Wan or whomever. You know, Anakin always had that. And even later on, he had... Palpatine throughout his life that was a positive influence not just a negative until we knew right he always took it as a positive so then this kid who uh basically I said mom and dad are absentee has no real family is basically raised by maid droids or calf droids or whatever the fuck right he's always taken care of by 3PO and other droids inside the uh, their house or their high rise wherever the fuck they live you know at, at this point I forget but uh all of that, you know, and finally, at some point he's starting to get coerced or talked to by Snoke, and this is the part we don't know that'll help out a lot later, so because Leia mentions it, it was Snoke that turned him, you know, we know and we know that Snoke, uh, we've heard through other things that Snoke was part of Luke's life Um, so Snoke knew a bit, was able to turn Kylo, I don't know, we don't know if it was after Ben went to the Jedi Academy or before that he had a hand in it we don't know if Snoke had a part of the Jedi Academy. You know, Any of that could be possible. But anyway, he had he had Snoke in his ear just like Anakin had Palpatine's, right? But this whole thing now, we'll put it at... Let's just say he went to the Academy at 12 to 15 years old. I don't know when they said it. I don't know if they even said when he went to Luke's Academy. But it was a while. So now you go from having nobody around you, your parents don't give a shit, to sending you with the uncle that you don't even really know. To learn about powers you don't understand um, and you don't know why you're doing this. Maybe you don't want this. You know, maybe he wants other things with his life. Maybe he was in love and he's getting pulled away from it and told that he has to go here. Leia said she sent him to Luke. Right? She didn't say I gave him the choice if he wanted to become a Jedi or not. I sent him to Luke. So this might not have been a choice. Maybe she felt the darkness and wanted him gone and wanted him over there because only Luke could handle it and that's rough on a kid, too. Now now your mom, who's already been gone, now just kicks you the fuck out and says, go live with your uncle. He's going to kick the shit out of you to, to teach you what's up, you know, and that's fucked up, right? So then he doesn't know anything about his family. All of a sudden, you learn that he learns about 20 years old or 20 some odd years old th- through the Bloodline book when uh, it came out about Leia, that Vader is his granddad. The most evil motherfucker in the entire galaxy is his granddad. Now, the guy's got to be all twisted up about this now. All this bad stuff's happening. Now, this is maybe this is why I feel evil. Maybe this is why I have these dark tendencies, right? His anxiety and his depression. You know, is because it's in his blood. You know, and now he has nothing to go for but maybe kind of cling to that. This is probably when Snoke got more involved. But this kind of leads him down that path. And as he's becoming darker and darker and having worse thoughts or even these dreams or visions that he's having that Luke feels. Because when Luke sees him in uh, Episode eight, you know, he's basically in his mind, in his visions. And Luke can see a bit of the future, right, which was always in motion, but he can see that uh, Ben is going to destroy everything that Luke loves. Um, Whereas in Jedi, it was going to all be over. He was trying to save Vader. He, you know and pull him back and save his dad, the The empire, the plan was to, for the empire to be gone, right here, sorry, I had to stop recording there, and get all fucked up in my thoughts, somebody cut me off on the fucking freeway, that's the trick about recording on the road, motherfuckers, so I'm on the 15 freeway, if anybody in California knows what that is, or on the 10, going on to the 15, so it's all fucked up, it's 530 in the afternoon, on a Monday, so uh, people cut off and crash, and, fuck around, so I'll just flip everybody off on the the way there, but if I lose it for a second, it's because of that, anyway, again, so you get to this point where you're in Jedi, Luke is trying to bring his father back, there is a plan to destroy the Emperor, to destroy the Empire, to do all of this, and he wants to just bring his father back, and he can sense the good in him, because it wasn't driven from him completely, he said that too. It wasn't driven from him fully. The emperor couldn't do it, so he can still feel Anakin there—the love that drove him to the dark side. He can still feel that love for for Padme, uh, the love for him, the love probably for Obi Wan, the the all this stuff here. He still feels that inside Vader. Now, when he's but when he has that vision and he goes into the future with Ben or, or goes into Ben's feelings, Ben doesn't have all that anchor. He doesn't have the same things that Anakin had. He doesn't have the the loving, uh, present mother. He doesn't have um, a, a steady father figure like Obi-Wan. He doesn't have any of this stuff that Anakin had. So he's really left with being lost, being tormented, and just being really dark. And there's a, more of a chance here that he can't be pulled back. And Luke can probably feel that. And Luke had that fleeting moment where he was going to kill him. And decided not to and went away Right? But then Ben sees it Ben sees it the way he sees it too You know when you see those flashbacks And there were three in, in episode 8 It's not that Ben I don't think Was lying I think that's exactly how Ben saw it The only one lying in that that uh, Those flashbacks was Luke the first time I think that's exactly how Ben Saw it Saw it as treachery, saw it as his family again Turning on him And said fuck it Snoke is right because at some point he's been in his head I'm going dark and fuck everybody else right and then whereas Anakin always had to fight the darkness it's Ben that always has to fight the light which is why I think he's a fucking rad character because nobody is like Kylo in the fact that he's he wants to be bad and he fights the good okay he's the only one I've ever seen do that so that has a lot to do with it too it's just pure want pure need to be bad and that's not what Anakin was Anakin had to keep fighting himself to you know to be a evil person and the light was still in there whereas Ben really the light's there but he wants to he wants to be evil Anakin had to be evil in his mind anyway he had to be evil in order to save Padme then in order to live in the suit and everything else the dark side is what it had to consume him to take him that way and even after that piece you know Ben is still fighting the the, the light side until the force awakens when he has to kill his own father to, to wipe out the rest of the goodness by the time I'm in 8 when Luke says you know there's no more good in him I can't turn him I'm not here to save him everything really is wiped out of Ben. He doesn't care anymore. He's he's through. He gave. I think he gave that one shot of love at Ray because she gave him attention. It's probably the first person he felt um, drawn to, uh, affection from, uh, kinship with, anything like that. He felt that with Ray and then was turned on again. Just like everybody fucking else turns on Ben, Ray decides not to join him. Ray can't see the that coming with him is the better thing. She's going to go off with his mom and his uncle and everybody else that fucks him over. He's going to go... She's going to go with them instead of him. So there, he he gets screwed over again. So now he's pissed off again. Like, there is seriously nothing good in this guy's life that we've seen so far. And that's kind of fucked up, right? Which is why I think it gets to the point, just kind of wrap this up. When I see this meme that says, oh, most evil man in the galaxy, let's save him. Versus this kid sleeping in his bed, let's kill him. You gotta look deeper than just what's on the screen and look at the characters that we know, the situations that we know, and then you can kind of fucking, I'm changing lanes here, sorry, kind of figure out why things happen, but nobody fucking does that, ever. So, whatever. There's your, uh, there's my thought for the day, my two cents on Anakin versus Ben and why Luke would try to save one and think about killing the other instead. And I, I think it's, you know, just like the whole Luke thing and why Luke was a hermit. If you just look differently at stuff and look deeper and look at how people would feel in real life, and that's why I was, I was so into that, like that Luke uh, theory, uh, I, or Luke discussion I had way back, is because you just, you got to feel these emotions from these people and, and that's where you get it. What would you do in that situation? Or what do you think you would do and what would you probably do? Or what would most people probably do? And in these situations, you start to relate a lot to all of the, the characters that do things that people don't like, right? I mean, gosh, it's good for Leia to keep her head up and be positive and be a, a senator for 30 years, always with everybody else's good mind and all. That's great, but that's not really that common to be able to do something like that for so long and be so positive and be a positive influence and stay good. You know, that's, that's pretty rough and never that we know have a, have a bad point. You know, Han is a, is a good example of something. He grew up one way. He had trouble adapting to being a father. We've covered that part too, right? Um, so that was cool. in that character development over Han. But if people bitch about we killed the original characters, God, I think that made Han that, that even cooler because you just couldn't leave what he was. He didn't all of a sudden become this goody-two-shoes dad um you know, going to ball games and doing shit Han was Han and you can't ask to change Han or else you change the whole character And, and but people bitch about that too you know, and, and Luke with all that stuff on him from the, those few years, of course he's fucked up after losing Ben, because he doesn't know what he's fucking doing of course he is, and then of course there's some good left in Anakin because he had good in him and good around him for so fucking long it was there and of course, Ben was, you know, uh, more prone to evil. More uh, had had a harder time dealing with it because he wasn't trained as a young kid like everybody else, and all this stuff. And there was Luke, right? Which is why, again, he went away faster. All this stuff. He didn't have Ben didn't have everything that Anakin had. So when Luke goes to save one and kill the other, it, it makes total sense to me. So let me know what you guys think on that when I post this. Um, go on to the post and let me let me know your thoughts on that piece or shoot me a uh, voice clip or message and I'll, I'll respond to you next week I, I hope it's not getting too loud and I got a bunch of fucking trucks around me all of a sudden so cool on that I'll I'll, I'll kill that conversation for now but let me know what you think alright so today um, there was an interview I don't even know what magazine it was I'm driving I don't want to look it up real quick I have, I have notes somewhere on this part but Mark Hamill comes out and does another fucking interview Okay, um, talking about how he didn't like how Luke's direction went and basically it was because Han, Luke and Leia wouldn't be together again and that Luke wouldn't see his best friend so we were kind of talking about that in the Starlight chat and I said you know what here's the thing with Mark Hamill Mark Hamill could be the nicest guy in the world I've never met him I didn't see him at a con I haven't done anything right Mark Hamill to me is two things. Mark Hamill is Luke fucking Skywalker, and Mark Hamill is the Joker. Okay? In Batman the Animated Series. That's who Mark Hamill is to me. And those characters are those characters and Mark plays them. So when Mark Hamill comes out saying that he thinks Luke should have done this, this, or this, you can't take that super seriously because I'm not sure fucking Mark Hamill gets Star Wars the way we do. Right? Because I don't think... Luke and Han are best friends. When did we decide that, Mark, uh, that Luke and Han are best friends? They were together during the war, but usually on different missions, right? Even Han and Leia falling in love was too rushed, and they've gone through that in the books. That he, They went from snipping at each other to being pregnant and getting married in a matter of minutes, basically, um, after the, the destruction of the Death Star while Han was still a smuggler, he didn't even know if she liked him half the time, he he wasn't sure if she was up on Luke at at the end of Jedi. Why are they best fucking friends? You know, they didn't even see each other, obviously, between Empire and Return, because Han was frozen. So the only time they really had for each other, really, was when they met in A New Hope, until they separated um, after Hoth. Right? the last time we really see them together is in, is at Hoth. No, no. Uh, since being frozen, yeah. At Hoth is the last time they're really together. Han gets frozen after that. So, I mean, where did they build this fucking best friend thing? You know, Luke's best friend was Biggs, and we saw how he reacted to that after Biggs got blown up. He shook it right the fuck off, right? Again, he's a sociopath. Mad killer is Luke. So, he watched his best friend get blown up right behind him and, and kind of brushed that off. Um, Han's best friend is fucking Chewie Is there even a question? And he's got Leia And Lando if you're going to call him a best friend Probably later They're still I guess they're probably Really close friends But Chewie's his best friend So I'm not sure where this whole Luke and Han It's more like an older brother Type of thing At best If not just a close cousin Type of thing um, or a, a little bit of a mentor, but they're they're more buddies, uh, rivals for Leia's affection if through until Return of the Jedi. Uh, it's, I don't know where people get all this shit, including Mark Hamill himself doesn't understand. Uh, we know in the books, again, um, that they're, even in the old EU, they weren't together a lot. When they were on their missions, they were separate. Um, and now, they never see each other. Luke's off doing his academy, right? Uh, it's not like, and he went out her searching for Sith and Jedi artifacts, um, created an academy, Han's out racing. They're not together. Why, why is this such a big deal to, to Mark Hamill? He just wanted to be together with them again. Right? He just wanted to be together with the actors. But those characters didn't have to be together again. They weren't together a lot in the first place. So, he just wanted that that moment. And that's a uh, Scott had mentioned, I believe, in the chat, that's a selfish thing of Mark Hamill. Right? You've got to look at it as Luke, Han, and Leia, not as... Mark Carey and Harrison, and and that's the that's the problem I think Mark Hamill has, and and sometimes I think he tweets out and does interviews to keep himself relevant. And this sounds like I'm hating on Mark Hamill. I'm not. Um, he can have all of his opinions, do all of his things. I think he's funny a lot of the times, but you you just know that if it wasn't for all this going on right now, when's the last time you really heard from Mark Hamill on Twitter? Be- before we started doing the sequel trilogy. Right? How often did you hear about Mark Hamill? We didn't a lot. Now we hear about him all the fucking time because Star Wars is back. He's, he's acting. He's relevant again. And he's trying to make himself relevant every time he brings something up. And I think that's a problem. I think, honestly, and this might be a, a, a little bit of a push to everybody and it may not you may not dig this comment. But I think Mark Hamill has been a big part of the problem since The Last Jedi. I I think his comments about the direction of Luke getting everybody worked up before the movie came out just caused a lot, or at least a good percentage, of the backlash we got later. Because he's still used as examples in all the bitching chats. Right? And when this article came out here, all it was was the same trolls on there backing him up. Because it's like, oh, that's it. That's who they were following. They were hero-worshipping Mark Hamill instead of looking at the character of Luke. You know, uh, Mark is Mark Luke is Luke. And and that's where it's got to be split up. And if he keeps saying stuff like that, it just makes it harder for all of us to deal with the fucking troll-ass people because Mark will say something that kind of gets to the other people that don't fully understand the saga, the story, or the characters. Um, And that's too bad, you know? And, And I didn't realize that at first. I really didn't. And it took me probably till this last interview here to really get it I, I kind of thought it before but now I'm, I'm, I'm dead set on my opinion that, that he's becoming a, a little bit of a problem in this universe you know in, in the in the fandom which sucks because he should be the idol because he is Luke Skywalker but we have to separate the character from the actor so Mark you know I, I know you listen to the show obviously if you'd like to come on I'd love to have you we could discuss it You know, tell me where I'm wrong. I'll tell you where you're wrong. We'll have a nice little, you know, sparring session verbally. And then uh, I'll win and we'll go on on our day. And I'll get an autograph and we'll be cool. Okay? That'd be awesome. So, Mark Hamill, hit me up. All right. How about this next piece? Did you guys see all the... Okay, I'm sure Starlight's talked about this. I didn't even listen to the show this week, guys. That's how fucking out of it I've been. The fucking Galaxy's Edge. Everything that's come out in the past two weeks in the the costumes the toys at Disneyland and Disney World uh the Hondo did you see fucking Hondo the animatronics around Hondo Anaka holy fuck it looks like he just came out of the screen right um with the with the the showing of Hondo there that he'll be on the Falcon and doing all these things I, I will be extremely disappointed not upset I'll be disappointed if we don't get some kind of mention or see Hondo in episode nine. You guys heard my my theory crafting with Hondo in it. He could be in episode nine easy. If you're doing all this stuff and using Black Spire and going all these places and the Falcon and, and, and putting Hondo in it, fuck. There's got to be space for him in episode nine, even as a cameo, even as help, even if they go to him as the MacGuffin, whatever the fuck it is. <coughs> um, let's let's get let's get Hondo involved because just seeing him in a live action as an animatronic got me so pumped to go to Disneyland this year when it opens up even though I'll be waiting in 15 hour lines for one thing and then go home and I, that, just, that just got me pumped the costumes, costumes are very uh, um, I would say original trilogy-ish uh, maybe a bit more along the lines of the Rebels outfits It's kind of how I see them um, I dig that, that's cool a lot of the toys, you know, I'm going to go grab me a, a stuffed Wampa uh, to use for the show and to have on my computer, next to my computer. Got to have that and a fucking Tauntaun, uh, no doubt. So I'll get those, a lot of cool things there. You know, you know they're going to have all these uh, exclusives to to Galaxy's Edge, and that's going to be cool, but unless they put Pops here, that would fuck me all up. I don't have to go there to get fucking, you know, exclusive Pops. Disneyland spend all that money and and spend thirty-five hours and you know, spend two straight days there without sleeping in order to get what I need. But a lot of cool stuff coming from there, a lot of good information and and, you know, as it's getting closer, you know, we get a lot of more pictures and and they've opened up a lot of stuff and shown us. They showed that cool uh you know, artist rendering of the dad and his kid walking up to the Falcon and then you see everybody else turn to ride out front. ...from Disney's image of what's going to be... ...to real life... ...and you see it just fucking packed... ...you can't even see the Falcon... ...and that's what it's going to be like... ...but... ...man, I, I can't wait for that... ...and I hope the whole crew gets to go together... ...and we'll do this... I'll, ...we'll use the same fucking app... ...and just record and podcast... ...you know, from Disneyland... ...and, and get together and do that... ...I hope... ...I can only hope that's what, what happens with all of us... ...so... ...we shall see... ...now, how about all the rumors of the TV shows on Disney Plus... So we already knew about the Mandalorian, obviously. We already knew about Cassian. Now we hear the rumor, and it slowed down the last week or so. I haven't been on. I would have been way more heated about this um, at the time. An Obi-Wan spin-off show. I'm down. I'm, I'm completely down. Again, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm here, and I'm excited, and I will watch an Obi-Wan TV series all fucking day. I oh, will binge watch it when it comes out and they let me do it. No problem. But why does it keep doing that? Why does everybody keep making this the rumor? It, is, is the rumor true? Is it confirmed that he's having a movie? Or is it confirmed that he's getting a show? you got to confirm something and make it confirmed. Not kind of confirmed. So that that's, uh, <coughs> that's that there. Now, they do a show. It's totally cool. I was kind of worried already how they'd fill up two and a half or two hours... Of a movie with Obi Wan stuff and what kind of adventure? I don't know how they're going to do six hours or more. um, Where they would put it, or seeing Obi Wan on Tatooine for six or eight hours is kind of off-putting. We'll have to see how it works, but I I mean, I'm down for it. I'll watch it, obviously. Uh, But there are so many things they could do now. This is where we need to see the the gangster shows. You know, this is where you can pull off Jabba and Cantina spin-off shows. This is where we take the comics. That we've been we've been looking at and turn them into TV shows. I did also hear you know the rumor of the Old Republic TV show, which obviously I'm down for. Um, you know, let's hit that up too. There's so many cool things they can do on Disney Plus, and it'll make it worth it to buy it. If they just keep doing TV shows like that, like Netflix puts out shows, oh, I'm so I'm so in. Uh, I'm way more excited about this. Obviously, I'm a Star Wars guy, but I'm a comic book guy too. But I'm so much more excited about the Star Wars shows than I am the Marvel shows um, because just about any spin-off character in Star Wars I-, I would love to see I'm not necessarily intrigued by a uh, Vision Scarlet Witch show but I am intrigued by a Loki show but anything, even Cassian like I said, I gave shit to the Cassian show I still want to see it, I still want to know what the Rebellion was going through and him you know, being in that shit since he was 6, I'm still down I still want to see Cassian more than I want to see the Vision man, there's so much they can do there. And if they don't want to do live action all the time, this is where, when I was talking about the animated movies in the DC style that they've been doing for years, um, this is where you start taking the comics and turning them into, you know, uh, made-for-Disney-plus animated feature-length films on Disney Plus based on the new canon comics. Could you imagine uh, the Vader series in that? you know in that realm can you imagine some of the canon novels um in that vein I would love 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 that you know give me the Thrawn books in animated form give me uh Bloodline give me like I said the Vader comics or any of those uh the in between uh a new, the Star Wars in between A New Hope and Empire though that set of comics give me all of that give me Dr. Afra. you know we can we can knock out so many things on this Disney Plus I just hope they don't Take it too slow because they thought they were overdoing it. Because they fucked up and put Solo five months after Last Jedi. That was one misstep. Just don't do that. You can keep the shows going all year. Do a movie a year, shows all the time. We're good to go. That's not oversaturation. That's not every couple months. You know, in a theater, that that shit is cool. That'll keep us all going. So please, 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 Disney, don't listen to the trolls. Listen to the fans, and, and make that fucking shit happen. So how about this bit of uh, rumor-slash-bantha-poodoo that came out this week about uh, George Lucas being brought on to help fix the original characters. Again, the word fix is used, so you have to figure it was some kind of troll that that made this shit up, right? Um, Because if it wasn't, it wouldn't be a matter of fix the characters. It would be a matter of come on to help, you know, fine-tune this or do that. When you use the word fix... You, you, I immediately think that you know it's somebody in the negative that, that didn't like The Last Jedi that wants to come out and, and have somebody fix it number one I don't think George Lucas is going to bother coming out there that long if he does anything he's going to visit for a day like he did on Solo and give a tip or two like he did with, with Han that's where they're running from this by the way this is all this is they're just taking that and taking it to the episode 9 that's all that's going on Would I be okay with it? Fuck yeah. Bring George Lucas on anytime to give a a hint or two about Star Wars. But that's not what they're doing. There's no reason to come in and fix the characters because nothing is broken. People just can't get over themselves. And I've explained Luke. I've explained Han. I've explained Leia. There's not a problem. There's nothing to fix. Just, you gotta fix the, the toxicity is what you gotta fix. But yeah, the rumor that George Lucas is all involved and they brought him in and hired him to come in and fix the original trilogy characters is absurd. Um... I just don't get it. I, I I mean, I get what they're doing. I know what, what clickbait is. I know that people want followers. People monetize their shit on YouTube, Mike Zero. Um, you know, they, they, they have ads on their pages. All this stuff. They're doing this for likes, for clicks, for comments, for activity. Stop it. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. Because it just drives everybody nuts. And then, you know, if, if Lucas is there, cool. If not, cool. I trust Abrams enough to... Make this happen. To be honest, I trust Disney enough. Um, they haven't um, pissed me off to the point where I'm not going to watch anything. I mean, Resistance, with the exception of recently, has been piss poor. Right? Once they got to where you could see um, prototype Star Killer bases and missing stars, and now, now we're talking. Right? Now we're getting into Star Wars because now there's wars in the star, and that's and then the stars. That's what we were missing in the first. 17 episodes was there was no war in space so how am I supposed to fucking like Star Wars if there's no war in space now they're getting there I'm digging it it's, it's a lot better I'm just gonna when I re-watch Resistance I'm just gonna watch it from like episode 17 on and that's all I'm gonna watch the first 16 episodes were bullshit um, but anyway I haven't been overly mad at Disney about that either it's just it's a cartoon I know what it is and, and great there's a couple canon books I don't like but there's a couple of EU books I don't like, so no, no biggie, I don't sit there and piss on them for it, um, so, but I mean, I trust them, and I trust that episode 9 is going to be fucking huge, it'll be um, special, it'll it'll bring everybody into the theater, I don't care what all these, Disney's not getting my money, motherfucker, people are saying, they're full of shit, if they're a fan, ever been a fan, they will be in the theater, And if they're not in the theater at first... They're going to hear how great it is... And they're going to show up... And then they're going to be a fucking bandwagon fan... And fuck them all... Right? So... I I trust Disney to to come through... Um... Pretty big here... With or without... George Lucas... Now the last thing I'll talk about... Is the cool little... Uh... Leak of the... The costume images... Right? And this is how long it's been since I've done a show... I never even talked about this shit... Um... But the leaked images, and you can see like Ray's costume, Poe's costume, uh, a bunch of the alien costumes look really cool. And again, it kind of they, these costumes look a little bit original trilogy, to me, signifying that we're going back into a dark time, right, into a rough time of war. When we were in episode seven and eight, and you see like Leia's garb, um, Holdo's garb, I don't see it so much as wartime, because they weren't. That was the first battle, so a lot of these people were wearing more dressy type things we saw. Um, We were in a cleaner place, like in the prequels. Now that they're in war again, now we start seeing a little bit of this dirtier look coming back, and I'm I'm completely cool with that and it's awesome. Uh, One of the big things I noticed, and we all noticed, really was Lando in the yellow shirt. I'm kind of... It's kind of odd to me that they're doing that. Uh, You know, we had him blue in Empire. We had him brown in Return. And we had him yellow in a couple different colors in in Solo. Why put him back in yellow? I'd put him in some fucking crimson red with a different cape. Any uh, purple. Something. I wouldn't put him back in his old shirt. The Motherfucker, it was 40 years ago. Why would he go back wearing an old shirt? This is Lando. He don't wear the same shirt three times. There's no way he hasn't worn that shirt three times in 40 years. And bullshit if it would fit him. You know, I mean... You know, Donald Glover is a lot smaller than than Billy B so we know that shirt's not the same one. So I mean, it's cool though. It's cool to see he's got the same the same look. But I hope they really don't stick with the the yellow shirt, regular cape, just like we saw Lando and Solo. I'd rather have a completely different look for him. Um, the other thing with Lando, I'm hoping I was hoping for a, a not a huge part, um, bigger than Akbar, in return, um, but. Not too much more. You know what I mean? Now it sounds like he's going to be a very bit person. That he would be the one. It's almost sounding more like Maz. Maz's role in TFA and TLJ. Is what, what uh, Lando's going to be. And I, I, that's not enough Lando for me. I want him a little bit more. You know? And, and that's me being greedy. You know? We didn't get you know, everybody together like, like Mark Hamill was complaining about. So at least get a little bit more Lando. Give me some Billy D if he can still act and be smooth. Give me Billy D for a good 20 or 30 minutes. You know, even if he's in the background of this movie, give him a good spot. Anytime there's uh, war-type stuff, talk, anything like that, let's give maybe not 20 minutes. You know, Tarkin only had fucking six in all of A New Hope. <clears throat> but give him a decent role with some responsibility, not just, hey, this is where you find this thing, and be, you know, like Moz. I don't, I don't want that out of Lando. I don't want him to be a bit player right now. So hopefully that part's, that part's false. There were a couple other rumors, but, you know, being that I'm driving, I can't really... I didn't look at them, and I didn't make my notes. Damn me. But I'm sure I'll have them by this week when we record Sarlacc. So we'll get that, uh, get that to you. Um, tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm uh, coming up on the Cajon Pass, if any of you know what that is. It's a bunch of bullshit traffic and a, a, a big upward slope, you know, to uh, get home. So I'm going to be cussing people out, flipping them off, until them to get the fuck out of my way and banging my head on my steering wheel for a minute. But I tell you what, um, it was good to be back. I hope you guys understand when I'm gone. It's it's not because I want to. It's because I want to give you the best possible show I can give you on that day. And if I, honest to God, don't feel like I can give you 100% that day, I'm not going to hit record on it. And that's kind of how it's been. Um, I hope it doesn't happen a whole lot. I mean, I really want all this other stuff you know, to go away, I just want to be normal, old, pissed off, Darth Dad, I would dig that, you know, so, let's hope for that, and let's, uh, I'll be on Starlight this week, because guess what, motherfuck, we're going, you know how we've been doing the movie reviews, and going through each one, the entire saga, we're up on Empire now, Empire is the greatest movie in the history of all movies ever made in history, twice I used history, fuck, but, I will not miss Empire. I, I could be on fire and I will go watch Empire Strikes Back and, and break it down. Because really, and, and here's the funny part. I'm telling you this now and I will say it on Starlight. It is the greatest movie of all time. I can still nitpick the shit out of it the same way people nitpick The Last Jedi. And it's kind of probably what I'm going to do this week is go through it. And we kind of do that with all of them. But Empire has as many holes as Last Jedi does. So, watch out. And I'm gonna preface it with I still love Empire Strikes Back more than anything. So it's like my my kids, my wife, my dogs, my family, and Empire Strikes Back. And I'm not even sure if that's the right order. Just kidding, that's the right order. But alright guys, so thanks for joining in. Glad to be back, and until next time. I'll see you in hell. I wanna put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that?
1: Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and but well, I don't know, that might be kinda of too long. So but like
0: screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and Yeah, and yeah. but well, what about I ins- like it.
1: Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think I, I mean I, we might I, have to like raise some money?
0: We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like like robert england and you know sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors and and i think people will do that i think sure why
1: not well you know what? i don't know maybe we're overthinking this whole thing how about if we just tell people where to find us i like that you can find us at who will survive on itunes stitcher on the legion podcast network and on the raw live and unedited podcasting network also on facebook and instagram under the same name
0: oh wait can we do it underwater Uh, with piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal
1: and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo alright well just get in the water and I'll go get some fish alright cool join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week now part of the raw live unedited network featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast covering pop culture nerd news TV shows movies
0: movies, comics (laughs) No. no! And toys! Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin. Movie reviews with
1: President Rob. Kevin Interviews and more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin Interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk
0: to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. Yahoo! The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion.
1: All wings report in.
0: Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head, it, it, I shed a tear, s- dude. What? Not f-ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The Passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the the tears forming, and it's just, the the soundtrack just starts raising, and then... Uh, you know it's a movie, right? What? the fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, Oh, did I tell you that I was going to get my next, uh... And the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles? Half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw, Live, and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com. Fix uh, and Flex is uh, part of the Raw, Live, and Unedited podcasting network, which means you can listen to the podcast on
1: iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or the listening platform of your choice. Or you can go directly to rawlifepod.com. Yay!